ghost stories Do all sorts of ghostly things Talk local legends And some ghost hunting folks to another exciting episode of Who's Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Medium and Reiki Master, Andrew Huzar from Huzar Reiki and Readings. We've got cryptid expert, Professor Alex Wheaton, and our everyday normal guy, Tyler. If I seem excited this episode, it is because I am. Uh, my dad got me a book of Pennsylvania ghost stories, which each one is written with the exception of a couple, each one is written like an essay. So it gives you the story, it gives you the history, and then it has, most of them, have citations that you can go read further. And so I'm using it for a lot of our episodes this year, and I'm finding a lot of cool stories from it. But today's topic came directly from there, and when I read this story, it has stuck with me to the point where I know it detail for detail. And I am excited to bring this to Alex and Tyler because I don't think either of them have heard this before. Um, I never had. And it's not on the level of a surprise episode, but this story is just fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and, oh, before I dive in, if you still like our shirts, go buy them for yourself on Etsy. What are you waiting for? You can get the protection, the cryptid life. You can get the one made by our boy Jordan where it is based off the Lincoln Park golf course. You can get Megan's shirt, all sorts of shirts. Go take care of yourself. And also, since we're inching closer, we are going to have a big 50th episode coming up soon. It is our 50th episode ever. It's amazing that we've gotten to 50. Sorry. Just attacked my face. I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? punched by a cat. Why did you do that? Don't I love you? <laughs> what in the in the episode? Oh I'm my! It out. Please don't. 
Oh my god. She's never done that before. Ever. <laughs> Harry, what are you doing? Oh my god. <laughs> She's trying to knock you the fuck out. I know. I don't know why. I fed her this morning. Look at this. Does this oh. look like this look like the face of a cat that would do that? No. I don't. <laughs> what did I do? Ay, ay, ay. You must have been listening to me too intently, and she just. <laughs> just f***ing bitch smacked me. Whew. Awesome. Well, great for B roll. Where I kind of was, but um, yeah, big 50th episode coming up. Um, I'm gonna give out some more details on the social medias, but we're gonna have some guests. We're going to a cool place again, so definitely stay tuned for all of that. But yeah, go to Etsy, buy the merch, go to Paranormality Magazine, sign up with code Who's Ghost, and make sure you vote for us in the podcast again. Why wouldn't you? You love us, we love you. It's mutual. Uh, we love Harry the cat. But, uh, One does. With, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to dive into this bad boy. Now, we've traveled to many cemeteries and each one has felt different. Sure, there are similarities since they all have the same purpose, but each one has a unique feel. Each cemetery also has its own stories and legends. Some of them are based in fact, while others seem like they're just around to spook you. The jury is out on this story that comes to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're talking about Pittsburgh's Mold Man, a legend that takes place back in the late 70s. At that time, the cemeteries in the area were selling mausoleums faster than they could build them. They would build one mausoleum to show off and then pre-sell as many as they possibly could. This created a problem, though, because the owners were often dying before the mausoleums could be built. The genius salesman came up with a solution. They would build temporary concrete crypts to hold the bodies until the mausoleum was finished. Once the mausoleum was finished, the bodies would be exhumed from the temporary crypt and placed in the mausoleum. This might sound like an easy solution, but the grave diggers quickly came to hate this part of their job. You see, they had to confirm that each body was the right person named on the crypt mausoleum. Once removed, the gravediggers would need to open the coffin. They would then bring in the original mortician who would ID the body and take note of any clothes and valuables in the coffin to make sure nothing had been stolen. It was said that many of the bodies were in gross states. Some resembled nothing more than jello, while others were gaunt skeletons, their skin looking like tanned leather. Most of the bodies, while gross, remained unremarkable. That is, except for one. The supervisor popped open the coffin and was shocked at the sight before him. He was expecting another decayed corpse, but this one was in near-perfect condition. He looked like he died that day, except for one odd detail. His entire body had been covered in a furry, grayish-green fungus. Hmm. Upon further inspection, the fungus had actually eaten away all of his skin, but somehow held onto the shape of his face. The fungus gave him a fleece-like green skin, which shocked the, the superintendent and mortician as well. 
They were, they were able to verify he was the correct man and moved him to the new mausoleum. The legend says this occurred on a Saturday. On the following Monday, the morning maintenance crew arrived at the cemetery when they saw a strange sight. The mausoleum, mausoleum's door was wide open. When they approached the mausoleum, they were shocked to see something smeared on the glass door and on one of the crypts was open and inside there was the empty coffin. They quickly called the police, but soon found the body themselves. While passing one of the temporary concrete crypts, they noticed the door was open and inside was the green furry corpse, the one nicknamed the Mold Man. All of his belongings were still on him, so the workers filed a vandalism report and placed the boy back in the mausoleum. While cleaning the glass, they noticed the smeared stuff on the door was the same green fur-like fungus on the mold man's body. Huh. Things were, things were quiet for the next two weeks when the same thing happened. The new mausoleum was open, and the mold man was found in the temporary crypt. This time, there was some more evidence. It had recently rained, so the ground was soft. They could see one trail of footprints leading from the mausoleum to the old crypt. On top of that, the green fungus was smeared on the lid and sides of the coffin as well as the outside. They placed the mold man back in his new mausoleum again, but this time the funeral director called a priest. The priest administered last rites to the mold man and then blessed the new mausoleum. Since then, the mold man has stayed put in his tomb. There are some slight variations to this legend, but most of them are the same. Green furry corpse is moved to a new home before walking back to his old one. Was the mold man a restless spirit, or did he just want to return to his final resting spot in the temporary crypt? Not too many specific details are known, which makes sense. After all, how many cemeteries would you want to be known as home to the restless mold man? I love this wackadoo tale. Um, huh. So, I'll tell you the quick variations here. So, um, it differs between being, like, a single family mausoleum and then, like, a huge mausoleum that, like, holds, like, 75 people. Um, but in both of them, mausoleum's opened. He's not there. Um, in the other variation um, involving the single family one, and this is my favorite variation. Um, the second time it happened, the entire casket was missing. And when they looked at the footprints, they could see footprints and then like this long trudge next to them. And when they got to the temporary crypt, the mold man was in his coffin in the temporary crypt. So he actually dragged his entire coffin over to the old crypt. Um, but this is just such a fun creepy story to me because on like one hand like you moved him from his final resting place like he died he called that temporary crypt his home and as we've seen in so many cemeteries and so many almshouses once you start moving bodies they don't get happy they get opposite so i could definitely see his spirit wanting to go back to where it was but like this is one of the few stories we hear where it's not just the ghost. He takes his whole freaking furry body and moves just back into the that, old one. That's wild. Yeah. I And, like, the, the fact, like, that part of the story itself 
is awesome and creepy. Like the ghost just returning back to the old crypt. But like you add in like weird fungus that has engulfed his body. Except his face. Yeah, like it's like it ate all the skin and just like clung to his bones. So like it's just him, but he's just furry now. He's like out of a Marvel movie. Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, it sounds kind of like a weird Marvel villain. Yeah, and like the texture made me think of like flocked. Like he was an old flocked toy. Like you could like pet. Like I just, it's amazing to me. I love it. I don't know where it came from. You, I don't. You can't find anything about what cemetery this might have been. But like, I don't. Kind of works with the seventies too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's say you work at a cemetery. You come in. Okay. You see a mausoleum looks like it's been busted into. Okay. Green fur man is gone, and then you find him in his old crypt. What is your mind racing to first? What's going on in your head? I need a new job. I'm sure I don't get paid enough to deal with walking zombie mold people. Definitely <laughs> not. And like, <laughs> same thing here. Like, that's probably my first thought too. Like, I was originally like thinking, I'm like, this sounds like some sort of prank, Wait, but that's like an elaborate right. prank. And it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, who wants to do that? Or like, honestly, my first thought would probably be like, hmm, I don't think I left you there. I'm pretty sure I didn't leave you there. Aren't you supposed to be down the way a little bit there, friend? (laughs) That's so, yeah. And, like, so, like, on the police report, I couldn't find the police report, but, like, in the longer, like, the full version, like, they talked about how, like, they noted, like, everything was still on him. Like, he had all of his belongings and clothes and everything, so, like, nothing was touched, and, like, I think that just makes it makes it better like he just got out of his coffin and just walked back to the old place and was like no I'm, I'm staying here no this is your room no it's not my room's over there so it's kind of like same thing to you like what would like what would like your first thoughts be or like what are your first thoughts on hearing this why couldn't it have been two decades earlier <laughs> in the 50s do you know why? Why? George Romero. Ah! Uh-huh. One of the original points of the Living Dead series that he was working on was it was alien spores. Like, legitimately. <laughs> so if it had been, if it had happened 20 years earlier, it could have been the inspiration for Night of the Living Dead because, again, Romero was from Pittsburgh. Like, he was just outside of Pittsburgh. That's where he did all the early films and where his studio and whatnot is still to this day, actually. The uh, memorabilia and stuff for everything is uh, in the town right outside uh, Pittsburgh, literally the first little town. And that's actually where the cemetery from the very first Night of the Living Dead was filmed. So, like, as soon as we're talking about the Pittsburgh mold, man, I'm thinking this feels like a Romero thing. It really does. Now that you say it, you're 100% right. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, you've because you're a college professor and you have like 18 degrees, we've asked you many questions before. <laughs> and I'm going to pitch one to you now. Okay. 
when I hear the description of his skin, I think moss. Yeah. That... If someone says fungus, though, like there would have to be like a mushroom or something, right? What What do you think's on his skin? Lichen is a fungus. Oh. So, okay, and that changes things a bit. Yeah, that could. All right, I didn't know. Lichen, lichen is a form of fungus. So that fungus is yeah. Traditionally, hmm. when people say fungus, we think of the traditional toadstool mushroom things like that people have grown up as the societal acceptance. But fungus is just the designation that they are uh, spores and how they grow. So, yeah, I, I would imagine there's probably a form of fungus that is more uh, spongy and soft, I would think. I was trying to pull up a picture of living lichen, and I think I spelled it wrong. because L-I-C-A-N, yeah. C-H-E-N or A-N or something like that. L-I-C-H-E-N. All right, it's just not doing anything. But, I mean... Because it, it, it turns thing. black as it dies. Right, and that's all I've seen, but like I've touched it and felt it. And like I could see that when it's alive being... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, I've got a picture here. Let me see if I can, if I can share my, my screen here, Tyler. Mm-hmm. This will be, yeah. It's it's a combination of algae and fungus, is what lichen is. So, oh, there it comes up. Let's see if it loads here. Yeah. So this oh, okay. is living lichen. So like, if I opened up a if I saw living lichen, I would say that looks like a fur-like substance. That, oh yeah, I don't fur. I don't know. I, I would still think. I think, I think it's more mossy. Oh, look at this though. This one of the lichen mixed in with the moss when it pulls up here. Yeah. This one. Yeah, I could, I could, I could buy that being lichen if, if I'm, if I'm looking, especially if I don't really know. Which one? The, one? the one on the top left? Um, let's see. Should be opening up now here on the right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like lichen mixed in with moss here now. Like yeah. that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like I could definitely buy that. But like honestly, like if I'm opening up a dog pelt lichen. Yeah, lichen just All right. they're so... weird. They are a, a mix between because they're so they're complex organisms, and all that means is that they have a deeper. Bi we we are complex creatures, yeah. so we have different systems and everything. Lichen are this weird, complex creature that's a. It creates a symbiotic relationship between fungi, so it's spores and algae, which uses uh, chlorophyll and everything, because. Fungus don't need the sun. They don't need chlorophyll. They need damp, wet, cold, dark. But algae needs wet, light. And so it's it's a very weird combination. And that's why most people see lichen at cemeteries. Like it grows on the headstones. Yeah. So like, yeah. 
all right, that's it. So, and inside the casket in the mausoleum would be kind of like a damp, wet. Yeah, if it's so, if it's not secured or it was wet or something, it would definitely. Right. So here's a theory time. <laughs> you can tell me if this theory is, lines up here. And this is just on his 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 body. We're not even getting into the ghost here yet. Um, so they open the casket up, and they see him, and he's covered in lichen. Yeah. And then they move him, so obviously like, he doesn't get better. But at some point before they open him the second time, would there have to be like a lichen spore or something in the casket, or like lichen takes a while to spread, which is why I'm intrigued by the the time. Most anything takes a while to. There's probably a spore already. Um, yeah. What also is an interesting detail to me here, and it raised a lot of questions that I can't get answers to. The original mortician had to ID the body. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing it said is people were dying before the mausoleum was finished. If it's a singular family mausoleum... Like, okay, it shouldn't be that hard to get the original mortician. He should obviously still be working. Giant, multi-person mausoleum. You could be talking like two or three morticians. Mm -hmm. And they could be old or dead themselves. Like, that's also an interesting point. Like, to me, is just... My question... These bodies. My question that really is the hinge point for all this is... How long had he been dead? Right, because that's not stated. That plays into legend a little bit. There is, like, the closest we get is that he looked like he had just died that day, but that's about it. Yeah, there's no he had been dead for multiple years. It's just his. Obviously, uh, you can infer that obviously his family bought a mausoleum <laughs> and that he died before it was built, but we don't know when. It could have been a week. It could have been. A month, it could have been a year, it could have been five years. Yeah. The question is, when did he die, and when was he put into the script? Because if it was years, then yeah, the lichen growing is very possible. Yeah. Right conditions, it would make sense. If it was a week, that's a whole lot more to that question. Um, yeah, yeah, and like especially like I could see. Definitely, as you're saying there, like, if he's put into this temporary stone crypt for a couple years, definitely something's probably going to grow on him. Because, like, it doesn't sound like the cemeteries we've been in the head, like, receiving vaults. Like, it sounds like they were just building, like, these little concrete walls to, like, throw people in as they went. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely see that. Um, Humid still conditions with clean air. Okay, so yeah. Um, Alright, so Tyler, I liked your last answer, so I'm going to throw this one at you too. Okay. He hasn't moved yet. But you open the corpse to, you open the coffin to examine him, and you see he is covered in that, like, green fur. What are you even thinking is going on? Bad Marvel's villain. <laughs> um, I... Warren, one Captain America is going to show up to fight this guy. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess my first thought would be like, not enough formaldehyde. I don't know. You know, like, I mean, what, what, 
I would imagine it'd be kind of like, you know, getting a slice of bread and seeing some mold, mold on it. Like, ah, ah, just kind of toss it away. But you kind of can't do that in this situation, obviously. But, yeah, I think my, my first reaction would be like, how long have you been here? What happened? And who forgot about you? Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, to me, like, opening that casket itself – like right there, you've already got like a fantastic legend. Like we were looking at this guy, and he he was furry. He was green furry. Like he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Like, you've already got a kickoff right there, um, Alex. How about you? What, what's going through your mind if you are living any part of this? <laughs> my my mind is, I'm not paid enough for this. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. All right. Bayou Lichen, known as Old Man Beater Lichen. Looks looks like her. Yep. Um, So I think there's there's a lot to love about this story here. And as somebody that wants all the paranormal to be true, I'll say if this really is truthful – then his ghost would have had to have been so mad at being moved that it literally just either possessed his body and got him out of there or, like, picked his body up and just moved it back. Um, is that possible? It, it is only because, like, we, we have evidence of poltergeists throwing people around. But the amount of anger that would have to be in his ghost to do that would be insane. And I'm not saying like it's out of the room possibility. I just, I don't know. I haven't seen for, if he was getting that mad, I don't think his only act would be moving his body back is kind of what I'm saying. Like yeah. the people that moved him would be like in danger. Like really, the next day to move him back would be in danger because they moved him. Yeah. And since, like, the only act is that he just moved his body, it's kind of like where it's like, we're like, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's false. I'm also not going to say it's 100% truthful because I don't want Green Mold Man appearing in my bedroom, right? To curse me. Yeah. So here's kind of a question that we haven't really asked for any other legends. So, like I said, this is the basic one. The other one is he dragged his coffin back with him the second time. And in my head, that's kind of like I'm trying to, like, he's wanting to move back in, basically. Which version do you like better? Do you like just him getting up and walking? Do you like the idea of him actually taking his whole coffin back with him? I like him carrying his coffin with him. (laughs) Just simply from the ridiculousness of it. Um... I don't know. How about you, Tyler? I don't know. Yeah, it's just just bizarre. So if he's got to get real mad to take his body with him, does that mean he has to be, like, extra mad to take the casket, too? Like, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Like, (laughs) I would would have to think so because I don't know. Those are happy. No, he would have to because like I don't I don't know if there's ev- like there's proof or evidence or like 
tales of a ghost moving something that big and heavy. Like the most I've seen, like, you know, household objects get thrown around and moved around. People get pushed and thrown around. I don't know what it would take for the body plus the coffin. One blanket too? Caskets are heavy, I think. Uh, they look heavy. They I'm are heavy. heavy. Yes. That's, that's, right, right. I've been a ball bearer a couple times. They're heavy as shit. Yeah, so well, that's like, a good point there, you know? That's a really? good point. Like, which which legend are you going with? It If a ghost is moving its body back, it's probably just the body. Right. That guy really wanted to sleep in his own bed. So, like, yeah. I... I want Jordan to make a design of, for us of this right. because like, I love the idea of this green furry zombie dragging his casket across the cemetery back to a little crypt. Here's another thing. Where do we draw the line between ghost and zombie? Because that sounds pretty zombie-ish. It, it does. And I, and I think what lets you blur that line between the two is that nobody witnessed it, you know? So, like, we don't know yeah. if he walked or if, like, the spectral body, like, picked him up moved. and, like, moved him, I think is kind of what makes it a little more. Yeah. Like, you're just. Yeah. Or a first shift grave digger was like, you know what? We're going to play a prank on Joe, the overnight guy. <laughs> Wait, you know. Botrytis. Botrytis. Botrytis is a particular type of mold that forms like this on dead tissue in particular. Oh. That was the... I was like, there's got to be more to this. Let's see if I can pull this up here, Tyler. There's nothing online about this guy. There's like two... One's one's another podcast episode and the other one's can I remove mold myself in Pittsburgh, PA? And then the mold men of Pittsburgh. Let me tell you about that other podcast episode. It is oh. just a guy reading directly from the book I got this from. Oh, that's lame. So it's not even like a it's different fun. take or anything. Like it is just verbatim. Because yeah. I found that and I listened to it hoping it would be a different account. Right. This is Botrytis that Alex just found here, a fungus that grows on. Living things, but he's dead, yeah. Um, so like you know, this fungus it get feeds on off him. of dead tissue, yeah. So I want, what? yeah, so oh, I've seen that. Um, I, I just I love all the ideas of this here, so. I'm going to ask you another question that we don't really ask, but we kind of talked about like last episode. Um, I'm going to go Alex first to give you a second to think about it, Tyler. Please do. What are you adding to this to improve it in any way? I think this is already like an A plus story. It is. But like, what would you throw in there as like some personal flair? For me, personal flair? Ooh. I would go as far as to take a page out of Romero's book. I would honestly, to add flair that there is one mold man, but the fungus, the, the mold that's on him is still alive to this day 
and travels slowly through the ground and tries to get other other bodies. Yeah. I th- I think no. the high mind zombie thing. Uh, what about you, Tyler? What are you adding to it to improve it, or like some personal flair you like? Oh, got it. Easy. This one's easy. That one's kind of tough. This one, guy. We need a name. Yeah. You know. Then we need a whole backstory on that guy. Coincidentally enough, he was a mushroom monitor when he was alive. Mm. You know, mold, mold, mold fungus. You know. Really um, genius. I'll tell you why here in a minute. But keep going. And away he died. Yeah, I, I think that's that. Those would be my flair. Like you know, we got whatever name you want to give the guy, you know, and then little backstory how he died, and then yeah, I like it because those are so simple. But you are right; like it would yeah. completely take it to like another level. Because and like the easy thing to be is like you could just go find any old mausoleum mm-hmm. that just kind of like fit the story like maybe it has some lichen on the outside or some moss or something and like you can just take the name off the front and be like yeah it was old duncan johnson yeah exactly old duncan the old mushroom monger who dealt in fungus his whole life until the fungus got him yeah and i mean once records get old enough like you're not gonna find out how like someone died like all those years the, it's the 70s it's not like this was you know the 1870s. So, like, yeah, you could easily like come up with a little more clarity. Yeah, I think I think that would be an awesome idea. Like, because then you could go visit the mold man's crypt. You could that's I didn't think Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I agree. Those even like a cemetery. Like, if you had those, obviously you could add in the cemetery name. Then, um, I think is what I would add to it is instead of it happening once and then a second time two weeks, I'm making it happen like every night for two weeks. Every night, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that. And like you could even start it out like escalating. Like the the first night, like you're kind of walking by the mausoleum and like you see like the crypt is like slightly open and like there's yeah. smudged on it. And then the second night you know, he's out, like, you could escalate it up throughout the two weeks to the point then that he's dragging his coffin back to his old crypt. Um, I think that'd be really cool to add, like you said, those two. Um, I like the high of mind thing. I think all of those would just, oh, that would make it even better. But yeah, um, like I said, I think it's an A-plus story because, like, I think... This is a perfect story. Like, if you're sitting at a fire with your buddies and drinking some beer, this is a fantastic story to tell them. Like, it's not high on the scary end. Like, there's nothing in this that scares me. If it was a hive mind thing, that would be a little scary. There's no part that makes me fear. Like, this is just a fun story. It's cool. Yeah. It's like creepy. creepy. Yeah. A little creepy because, like, yeah, he rose from the dead. And guess what? He didn't like where he was now. And. You get some of that human error in there of like, oh, we got greedy. We're just selling stuff left and right, but oh, we can't mm-hmm. build this. We're just going to move the bodies around. It'll be fine. Yeah. And like, I think like all that just makes it such a fun story to tell. Like, if we had, if we were having a fire tonight, like this is a story I would tell. Like, hey, did you guys ever hear of the Pittsburgh Mold Man? And everyone, of course, would be like, no. And like, this is Absolutely. like the perfect story. Um, 
So, Tyler, we're going to go back to the, the, the rating scale here. How would you rank or rate this story? You don't even have to compare it to any old ones. Like, what, what are you thinking uh, on this one? I, I, feel, I just think it's a cool story. You know, there's nothing really to be, like, cre- you know, scared of, but it's creepy. And it's cool. So, I, you know, it's a solid, solid eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw it over to you. 11 out of 10. Yeah. A little higher, a little higher. Yeah. I love this. This is just... This is under cryptid area almost. It is yeah. It is just good old-fashioned, weird sighting type thing, and I love that. And like, I think what also makes it cool is, like, this is a story that, like, could be told by anyone of any age. Like, yeah. I had fun, like, sharing it with you guys, and we're grown men. But, like, this is easily one that kids could share together and get, like, a kid yeah. out of it or get scared of it. You know? Absolutely. Like, some, some of the ones we've talked about, like, as an adult, like, it kind of falls off the wheels. Or, like, it's, like, as a kid, like, uber terrifying. Like, this one's just fun for everybody, I think. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Morgan. I could tell this to my ne- my now 10-year-old nephew, and he's not going to get nightmares. No. Like, He's going to think that's kind of weird and cool. Like, yeah, it is. It's like a story you'd find on, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes. That was exactly what I was thinking. Like, the Pittsburgh mold man rose from his grave, spread his mold, and walked out. Yeah. Okay, so here's another question. As he leaves, like, he, like, spreads his mold wherever he goes, which I think would play in, like, your high That's mind. why I said that but one. But, like, yeah. where, like, he spreads it, like, do you think, like, that would happen with mold, or do you think, like, it would be more attached it to It happens him? with mold. Yeah. Mold spreads easy. Yeah. That's yeah. why, that's why there's a business for mold removal. Mold, mold men. Yes, they are a company. <laughs> um, but, no, mold is, the way mold works as a plant or as a organism, is fungus. It uses spores, and spores are airborne. So legitimately, it's easy to spread. If you have mold on your finger and you rub it against the wall, that mold is going to grow on the wall where you just rubbed your finger. And then when the next thing comes in contact with it, it's going to leap onto that and attach to something else. It's why if you have a situation of mold growth in a in a building you want to take care of it because it will continue to spread and yeah it's it's easy spreader oh, that makes it even cooler just like he's just leaving his mold behind her which again like if you find a crypt that has a lot of mold or fungus or lichen on it right there that's correct uh, especially if you had like a row of like just tombstones that were just covered in moss and lichen and like at the end was just one mausoleum that just had a little bit. That's just where he oh, dragged his hand. Set, yeah. Uh, if you want some uh, science with all this. Throw it. So, uh, That's what the story needs. I know, right? So there is a budding field of necrobiome investigation and studies into particular plants and whatnot that grow and thrive off of dead bodies. Because decay and dead bodies is natural world like we have that problem we also see if you ever watch a time it's 
gross to watch, but a time lapse of like a body decomposing, you'll see as the different uh, microscopic organic material eats away at it. The, this I found a study legitimately from 2019 that was looking at uh, fungal growth in mammalian corpses <laughs> from 2019. So like it's it's a new field. It's not super in depth yet, but the idea is that we're trying to understand more of how that happens. So 1970s, we don't know this information. It's very possible yeah. that. It was just a really strong example of one of this necro mold that does an excellent job, and we just didn't know about it. And it was like, oh, that's weird. Didn't say anything about it. All right, so there is obviously no proof to no. back up what I am going to say. <laughs> There's no proof for any of this story, no. unfortunately. But yeah. in my opinion now, starting at this moment, that necro fungal yeah. field was born because a kid heard this story, story and they wanted to get to the bottom of it. I'm, I'm game. This is also what created The Last of Us. Oh, clearly. <laughs> I was I was surprised that there was not a single Last of Us reference in this entire thing. Oh my god, I love it. Um, Alex, any final thoughts here on the Pittsburgh Mold Man? I want to know what cemetery. Like that... Yeah. My final thoughts on this is that this is cool for us. Pittsburgh is a very short trip. Um, for Obviously, for Tyler, it's a little bit longer of a trip. Um, but it's one of those, I'd, I'd gladly take a day trip to go down to Pittsburgh and just visit the cemeteries. And Oh, believe me, I would too. If I could find even like an idea of what yeah. people thought the cemetery was, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Right. Like I will go find the mold man. The problem there's like four or five big cemeteries that've been around for a while, and that's like oh, okay, yeah. But no, um, it's a fun story. That that's that's my final thoughts on this is that this was a fun story and I enjoyed it. Tyler, how about you? No, I think uh, again that everything was kind of said, you know, that that I had on my mind. You know, it's a good, fun, old-fashioned folklore story. It kind of adds to the mystery that there's no 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 other information anywhere besides an ad for mold men in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, like you just you can't find anything on it at all, and it's like, where did the story come from? Like, like there are so many questions that you never gonna, and I think all of that mystery just adds to it. Like you said, like absolutely, you just have the story itself. Like, absolutely, I I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to tell this story to everybody I encounter. Uh, if you watch this episode, share it with everybody you know. Let's make the mold man a bigger deal than he is. He deserves it. He was rooted up from the spot he loved to be moved into another one. And they had to do last rites a second time. Right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they had to do extra last rites to get him to make sure really dead. <laughs> But yeah, I love it. Definitely like and follow, subscribe, leave reviews, share us around, follow all the socials. But I think that does it for this episode. I think the Paranormal Cowboys are done here. Yeah, especially with that one. Hell yeah. In the light. Yeah.